When your overlord's a lizard and his will must be delivered, choose Radio Loud. <laughs> I'm Lizard Man number one, Dougie Delph, and joining me is Lizard num- Man number two. <laughs> we will Stepping. destroy your world. <laughs> Dude, those, uh, that Trump Lizard Man gif that uh, you posted on uh, some of your... Uh, Instagram shenanigans. Oh, the conspiracy just one. The best. Yeah, where the, the <laughs> like looks like Mike Pence turns into a lizard man. Yeah, there's some gems on there. Some gem. Yeah, there's some like on good Instagram. ones. Like, wasn't expecting that. Like, you probably know that platform better than me. It just takes like five ten minutes to screw with stuff, and you start figuring it out real quick. Yeah, I don't got that kind of fucking bullshit time. Uh, yeah, we have a. Wonderful show for you this week. Not Spectacular. Really, just, yeah, we're just shooting from the fucking hip again. Spectacular stuff. Uh, we got some good news. We always shoot from the hip, though. Yeah. We're, we're modern day cowboys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I saw some, like, I don't really have much details beyond this, but I saw some, like, interesting shit just on the street, like, on my way home. So um, on the highway, 45, not the freeway, but by Woodman's, I saw this guy. I look over. And he's just sitting there, and, like, I'm rapidly going the other direction, and he looks like he's putting a flask to his mouth out of an open window. And I'm just like... What, what do you mean? Like, he's leaning over into a car? Or you just, like, turn over, and his his tinted windows are rolled down, and he just looks like he's chugging? His window is open, and he's got this shiny metal flask, and he's just drinking it down. And I yeah, did, like, a double take, and I was like, wow, like, this dude's behind the wheel. Yeah. So I look in the rear view mirror, and there's, like, a few people just sitting behind him, and it's a green light. So I'm just like, is this fucking boy just, like, pounding him down or something? Like, Maybe it's just water. <laughs> dude, I don't know. Like, he's, like, it was enough time to be like observing him not paying attention to the green light. So I think this dude was just like having a little really involved in his beverage yeah, of choice. His, his pre-work <laughs> like I think he was going to like towards the industrial park. So and this was 10 a.m. in the morning. So nothing like a little coffee and whiskey. Dude, I wouldn't put it by the Milwaukee County man. Like anywhere you go and this isn't the norm in other places like they'd You'll go out to breakfast in the middle of the morning and be like, "You, what are you drinking?" Scotch. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like you. They, they they don't even bat an eye if you're ordering booze in the morning. It's Not here. like almost peculiar if you don't. Yeah, we definitely have a drinking culture, but drinking at work is still a boo boo. It didn't used to be, man. Like one of the guys I work with, he used to work at one of the breweries and. Um, you could just drink all day. Oh, yeah. I heard definitely heard about that, too. Even at my job, people were like, yeah, I used to get paid and get a six-pack when I got my paycheck. Like, they gave me a six-pack when I get paid. It was a golden age. Yeah, a golden age of beer and carbonated finities. He was saying, like, he they would go into, like, the hop stores and find people asleep in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, apparently, that shit makes you go to sleep. I got... Um, my beard trimmed up for like the first time. Like I went to a place that cuts like beards and um, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to like treat myself, you know? 
Like, uh, it's the first time I've actually, like, I mean, had... some stranger rub their hands through your beard. They didn't do that. They, like, gave me some, like, oil and shit and, like, combed it in because they, like, specifically said, like, I don't want to just, like, reach in and, like... I wouldn't touch in your face. They are basically, like, that's, like, just, like, tame the hairs, but, um... So I go in there, and they put, like, lavender in my beard. This is what, like, made that story click them, and they put, like, this lavender scent in my beard. It's like, relaxed. oh, you're gonna be sleeping, and it was, like, whatever bullshit that is. <laughs> Like, people in their oils, it's like, oh, lavender, it just relaxes you. you. It's yeah. like, dude, I've had six cup of coffees. And a I good fap relaxes me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking fap nap time machine, man. <laughs> <laughs> fucking wake up six hours later with your cock in your hand. Just, oh, how long was I out? The twenty. I think we did that as a suggestion yeah, it was box. One of yours. It, was, it was like 20 years, you fucking... You'd fap, you fall asleep into like a coma, and you wake up twenty years into the future, and you have to readjust. Well, on on your drinking at work, at your on your drinking at work note, I really wish I could have drank at work this week. I mean, you could, you just got to not get caught. So this week at work, I know I texted you about this, but there was a little yeah a bed yeah. bug issue. Going to bring this up, a Look. fucking bed bug issue. So, like, and not. Just like, oh, they found a bed bug. Like this, this nasty motherfucker brought motherfucker. them in here. Right, they, he brought them into work. So it's last Thursday. Maybe it was Friday. No, it was, it was last Thursday. Yeah, you were going away from the weekend, and um, right as I'm leaving, this lady comes up to me and says, "They're going to be having a, a a a dog here to smell for bed bugs." And I was like, "What?" And she tells me that this guy came into work the other day. And the reason I hadn't seen him for, like, the last couple days was because he physically came up to her, was like, I know uh, that you want to know what a bed bug looks like, but they look like this. And he opens his palm, and there's one just in his palm still alive. And then he smashes it and goes and shows it to, like, a couple other people. Well, he was told to leave until he gets his life together, basically. Gets, like, a clean bill of health. Good God. So apparently, was it just like on him, or did he like find it in his kitchen? And was like, I don't know what I'm going to bring like. this to work. I don't know the details behind it, but apparently, I don't know the specifics because I wasn't in the direct circle of uh, what was going on. I only hear it hearsay through other people. But apparently, he'd like come in a couple times, said, "I'm itchy. I got these red bumps," and then turns out he had bed bugs and then he just kept coming to work and it was pretty bad infestation because somebody said that he brought him in they had seen some in the building so they brought this dog in that's been trained to smell for bed bugs which i'm not 100 percent sure how you really train a dog to do that i'm i mean you can train them to find coke and all that other stuff so i'm sure it's not dogs can fucking smell anything man they strain they train dogs to like smell cancer in people yeah certain kinds of cancer that's true it just seems weird to train a dog to smell out a certain type of insect but anyway they brought this little beagle in and this thing's (laughs) like this thing's you know this thing's not even like a foot and a half off the ground fucking droopy stoned eyes it's just like it's going around shit it's going around it like taps on some spots and there were bed bugs in the building so there were two nowhere near where i work but it doesn't matter because it's like having lice in like elementary school where when they say that somebody in the school has a lice all of a sudden your scalp starts getting itchy so you know i'm just at work itching myself just like like right the fucking uh hypochondria is like that's like the thing where you like um you 
think you're dirty and your mind just like makes you feel makes unclean. Yeah. yeah. So they fumigated the areas where supposedly these bugs were on Monday this week while I, we were still in the building, which was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Your government employees don't give a fuck. They'll, yeah, give you, they'll get more. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was it was all around a gross experience. I mean, I know I don't have them, but like it was just disgusting that somebody could. Not only is this guy just like always kind of been considered dirty, but just that he has no social cues or understanding that it's a faux pas to just bring him in alive and like show him off. <sighs> Not even, like, in a jar or anything. Just, like, here's a... Like, that's what I was going to ask. Like, when you texted me originally, you said he brought it in, and I was almost, like, thinking he was curious to ask somebody else if it was a bed bug. And I was thinking maybe he had it in a bag or something. But, no, he just had it, like, in his hand. Yeah. alive. Uh, It was described to me as him having it in a napkin in his palm and then smashing it. Yeah, disgusting. Oh god, disgusting stuff. To the, can those things uh, replicate asexually? Supposedly not, but <laughs> I mean, it might already be pregnant and have just like hitched a ride somewhere. Who oh, knows? But Jesus. just disgusting stuff. And he wasn't even gone for like he was gone for like the weekend, and he's back at work already. And I just they I don't somebody like the handling of the dude, situation. Somebody who would do that, and they'd keep him on. Oh my god! I know. Do you imagine if it's it was trashy, dude? Yeah. Uh, the way I work, it's just trashy. Do you imagine if it was like some higher up too? <sighs> it's like, hey, I might be good at like doing CAD drawings, but I don't know my bugs. Is this a bed bug? <laughs> I just, <laughs> I can't believe he brought one in there. And then there was the whole like mental anguish of myself feeling just like I'm itchy. I. Dude, straight up, man. Fucking, that sounds like some, like... That sounds like a job for the Colonial Marines, man. Send fucking Hicks and bring Bill the Paxton. Fl- yeah, bring the flamethrowers. Yeah. Just burn the fucking place down, man. Just, oh, my God. Set the nukes off, dude. Just go full nuclear. <laughs> I was supporting the nuclear option. I even told them that everyone here is a little stressed out. We should really just give everybody a couple days off, fumigate the building... Like, hit the fucking reset button for yeah, everybody. Yeah, I, I remember in the group chat, Zyklon B was fucking, <laughs> was mentioned, and, and Sean was just like, oh, isn't that the thing that the Nazis used? <laughs> Which is funny, because Zyklon A was for bugs, that, but it was, like, for, like, fumigation, and, like, you obviously knew it was there. Zyklon B was just, they put a, they or they, there was a scent in Zyklon A, so you could detect it. So you so knew B you were scentless. Yeah, scentless. B was just the same thing, but scentless. The scentless super. The more thing. you know. <laughs> Would you like to know more? <sighs> I should have pulled that one earlier. Some fucking bug samples, man. Oh it was, God, uh, damn! It was it was gross. Had that whole mental effect, like I was talking about, which was gross. Yeah, uh, and then uh, Sean had said even. You're supposed to watch your dog. He's like, I don't know about like taking your dog now, man. <laughs> don't worry, we're clean. The house is clean. Yeah. You, didn't you just uh now we'll talk about that. What the now people uh the silverfish? Yeah, that was that was uh not a big issue. It was funny. I didn't think it was because it was like 
a season change. Yeah, they I were, thought it was like kind of a it was overreaction. A gutter thing. It was a gutter thing, but I put down. Uh, we we sprayed and then I put down. They have. Uh, I always Dicomanius Earth or something. Hmm. I forgot the how to pronounce it, but I like peppered some around. It's like not harmful to humans or animals, but when animals or insects with exoskeletons walk through it, it like rips them apart, like they're going through shredded glass. Gnarly. Yeah, it's brutal stuff. Fucking um. You just sprinkle it all over. All this talk of bugs, man. I've been fucking like eating up some. Um... Are you on the bug diet? No, 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 no. <laughs> Oh man, I've I've heard like a lot of bugs just taste like nothing, and they're not really that gross. They're just full of protein. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I bugs kind of creep me out. But uh, Dark Horse has, I think it was like they announced a month ago that they're doing like a a. Oh, is this the aliens revival thing you were talking about? No, this like uh, what I saw it from this. Like, there's this channel I've seen. I think it's um shit. I forget the name of it, but. He does these great just synopsises of like taking comics and like doing like a graphic reading of it. Just like breaks down like some of the extra lore that you can like read. And it's there's some really juicy extra stories that I don't know why they didn't use them in the movies. Oh, I know. Why is that? Oh, I know. I know that there's juicy stories. Yeah. Because I remember watching AVP and stuff and just being like, what the fuck is all the stuff I was reading about? This stuff was so <laughs> right? good. And then they just fucking retconned it all out. They just, like, fucking tossed it. Like, there's so much shit in that universe. Like, there's other... Like, the Star Trek stuff, I don't give a fuck about. Because there's, like, temporal disturbances and stuff like that. And it's, like, built into the lore for it to be All there. over the place, yeah. But, Especially if you watch Voyager. But with <laughs> Alien, it's like... There's none of that, man. There's, like... There's instances of it where, like, the Predators are fighting the aliens, like, in the Mayan era, and that's why they were making human sacrifices, because they, like, worship the Predators, and the Predators would, like, exp they would come to Earth every hundred years and expect a human sacrifice so they could impregnate them with aliens and then hunt them. Yeah. And, uh, and the Cataclysm... Like, that was cool. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the Cataclysm of the Mayans was because the aliens got the better of the predators and they just did the nuclear option that they have like in the end of uh, the original predator yeah um and but, that was a good one that was a really good one uh but uh i didn't see that in a comic i just was exposed to that in uh the alien vs predator movie which i was young enough to just like eat that shit up but it was a it was the sh action schlock you know it, it was, was just a schlock some, to quote sure. to quote red letter media fellow uh wisconsin troop that's like dude they're so big actually like they leak into like other like stuff it's <laughs> kind of crazy us. <laughs> leak on us <laughs> um but uh dark horse is going to be doing a script for uh, alien 3 that got thrown out and they're going to make it into like a, a retcon version of what happened after the uh, as a graphic LV226 as a series of comics, actually. I think they're coming, starting to come out in November. But it's like a completely separate script written by somebody. And uh, uh, this channel was talking about the writer of it. And the writer had commented, it's like you write a screenplay for something. And then it gets thrown out, and you expect that to happen, and then you just have to like completely abandon like what you were doing and like 
go to the next thing. But you never expect something that you wrote 20 years ago like that to just get picked up and like, oh, we're going to make a fucking comic, comic out, out of, of this it. with like a really good artist. Wish I knew who the artist was. I wish I knew more about it. It was just like a little three-minute blurb about it, but I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. But apparently it's going to be uh, some sort of uh, like alternate faction of like uh, humanity that's like kind of branched off as like a somebody who went out as like colonists and then there's like the United Earth and like the Whalen yutani Corp that's always been like after the yeah. alien. Uh, apparently it's going to be like some sort of like civil war situation between them because they're still both. It's like right after Alien 2 where n- neither one of them actually has the specimen and they're both going to like be fighting these two factions of humanity. Like a shadow be, war or like a... I don't know. We'll have to check it out yeah, when it comes we'll out. We'll have to check it out. <laughs> Speaking of films and movies, I was talking with Sam, who I went and painted with over the weekend. Gotta talk to Samson! Does he hate that? <laughs> Does anybody ever do that to him? I don't know. I didn't really ask. But uh, <laughs> we were actually talking, because I showed him Devil on Highway 9. Cause, oh, right. Yeah, he was like, oh, wow, that was really bad. And I uh, kind of like Danzig, but we were talking about the Verotech give, movie. Give him a plug so the viewers know Sam Samson. Oh, Samson? Uh, Sam Lenz is a miniatures painter. He's also on Twitch. Uh, his handle is Samson Arts, if you want to check him out. Uh, he's got three videos right now, but he paints, I think, between two and four uh, on the weekdays, uh, Central Standard Time. He's pretty cool. He's a nice guy. But anyway, we were talking about the Danzig, the Danzig movie, Verotech, and I guess it's, because I hadn't read that comic, but he was saying that it's like a, it's kind of like a grindhouse thing of like a bunch of short stories with hmm. lots of dong and boobs, but it's going to be over the top gruesome and stuff. So I think that that could be kind of interesting. Yeah, that's why we almost got into a bit of trouble with like, where we were going with the imagery of this last <laughs> fucking episode. So what I was going to think, like, uh, maybe that fucking bot was there to just kind of take a look at uh, some graphic content or something like that. Because that, that shit's amazing how fucking automated it is when, uh, just by words that get recognized. Like, um, there was a guy who made a robot. It was a banana robot. And people could um, get in the chat, type it in, and he automated it to take the text from the chat, and the robot would say it. And <laughs> funny. <laughs> and then, like, some the the internet got word of it, and people started making it say typing like, in whatever they want terrible things. Yeah, like, well, I mean, they have like the sub the subscriber stuff on some of the Twitch feeds where it'll they'll like read off or play like a video or whatever you link, and there's always been some raunchy stuff with that. But uh, what ended up happening was, like, this guy, of no fault of his own, really, like, his intentions were good, but the fucking people that were given the tools, like, ruined it. He got banned. For for that, yeah. This inspired him to go in and he rewrote the code so it would identify stuff that was inappropriate. For the the Twitch terms of service. And then he turned it loose again. And then people naturally would find a way around the rules he would like instead of writing the words like together. Like put spaces between yeah, it or, or something. Or so. write it phonetically 
and like yeah. different like creative ways to like get them to say it did he come back for another round yeah, and then he came like immediately this was like a, a fucking like couple days revision i think he would just like revise <laughs> it and he actually ended up writing one of the most robust systems just through doing that to like identify the like, no-nos yeah <laughs> not just like the no-nos but uh like uh like anything just like a logic for what you would need to do to um just like call comments and how like creative ways that people get around them there's a lot of creative ways to get around stuff i know from my days of trying to get around internet security at uh <laughs> the local <laughs> high school <laughs> there was a, a story this week about zuckerborg about uh, Zuckerberg? Him hacking uh, people's emails, yeah. basically. Yeah, hacking. By just using the same password, because most companies just... Shocker, use the same password for everything. Well, that was uh, one of the things... Uh, not, like, through Facebook. This was back in his, like, Harvard days when it was the Facebook, and it was yeah. for students only. He would... Uh, he targeted some, uh, like, writing society, or, like, some, some student body that was, like, in charge of, like, uh, editorial or something like that. And um, he tried failed login attempts because he figured it would be for, like, another account. And he was able to get into, like, two people's accounts and just read all their emails. Which, uh, at the time, was fucking, you know, clever. But, like, nowadays, it's like, <laughs> well, no shit. <laughs> and yeah, that was, like, yeah. the first question. It's like, why didn't you just use the... Um, why didn't you just use their username and password for that instead? I don't know. Well, it's not like they were interviewing him or anything like that. But We got a, a viewer, man. Ooh. Yeah, they, they're happy about the 1080i, but they can't, uh, <laughs> they can't uh, keep up with their poor people technology. Oh. We'll have to adjust that for all choppy. It's the bit rate, man. We can't adjust it in the middle of the stream. I don't. I think adjusting that's like a no no. <sighs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> well, I want to talk about this couples having issues. Okay, yeah, this. Babies. <laughs> this is fresh to me. When we like sat down, we're like, "Oh, what are the news stories we're gonna chew over?" You. I like just saw it me. as I was leaving work, but I. I've kind of heard about stories like this before where this couple's been married, the they can't have a baby, like the Christian couples where they literally think that just sleeping in the same bed they could get pregnant or that, you know, they have no, they've never done sex ed, they've never watched a porno, they're good button down, chastity belt wearing Christians. But this story is about a Chinese couple who had been married for four years trying to have a baby. Do you want to take a guess on what they were doing wrong? Uh, uh, let me guess. Uh, I'm, my guess is she was taking like a spoon out of, he was coming in a bowl and eating it. <laughs> oh no. Something like that. <laughs> no, they were, they were using the wrong hole. The butt? Yep. So they got, they went and got a pamphlet. <laughs> Bam. Bam. They, cause I Bam, guess they, pregnant. I guess they had gone to a doctor who had prescribed like some, some medicine. But then they went to another person, that, and the lady asked the real question, which was, how exactly are you doing this? Here's a pamphlet. Month later, they got a baby. Could you? And they sent her the gift. <laughs> the gift they sent the doctor was, uh, I want to make sure I get this right. They sent her a hen and 100 eggs. 
Mm. Because she's going to have 100 babies now? That's what I was going to comment on. They, like, get the fucking, like, drugs to make her, like, super ovulate, like the Octomom, and just fucking, like, turn that woman's fucking vagina into a clown <laughs> car, man. Like <laughs> The Octomom thing was disturbing. Yeah, but she had gotten, like, those drugs given to her, basically. Is when that this how woman they did it? Yeah, that's, I think that's why the Octomom had had that. I know there was a case of that where they like a, a woman had been given these drugs because she was having trouble conceiving, and then just boom, here's a ton army. of babies. Here's a Russian army. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, could you imagine that? Like trying to just conceive one, you're perfectly fertile, and then you get given a the, uh, a fertility the birth, pill, the birth and you answer. have eighty. That's what I was going to say. A fucking uh, 100 eggs from a chicken, she's going to have 100 babies, man. That's a, apparently, that's what China needs right now. They took the, the birthing restrictions up because they have a, a wave of people that they're statistically suspecting to like die off rather rapidly, so they need to like. I thought they were still trying to overcome that whole... Uh, th- I thought they were still trying to overcome that whole suitor issue. Hmm. Where it was like the male-female ratio and then actually finding good perspective pairings with their somewhat rigid social standards. Hmm. Like I, I thought they had an imbalance of male and females and then... I do not know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, man. If I was the guy in that situation, I would have just kept it up. I'd be like, no, let's not see a doctor. Let's just keep doing it in the butt. <laughs> I like it this but, way. But like you know as the man that it's uh it's not gonna work. That's just how you get you skirt out of having to fucking have a baby. <laughs> I feel like at I guess I it's hard to just relate because I already know, but I feel like one of them knew. <laughs> on some level. You know what I mean? Right. On like some level. Like how could you then again, maybe they're like from some really remote part of the country or something. Because oh, a hen and a hundred eggs—that's a weird gift. I, I'm not Chinese, so I don't know. I'm not familiar with their culture. Well, standing. Maybe it was. Uh, have you heard of like the uh, those like virgin boy eggs that they do as like street food over there? They sounds gross. Collect the piss of young boys, and then they soak eggs in them and then sell them as like street food what yeah like look it up this is a thing like you thought like scorpions and like you're gonna get like a hit on your (laughs) your computer you're gonna get dinged by the fbi no but dude i've fucking watched it before it's it's called virgin boy eggs just type in virgin boy eggs china i bet that's uh springtime tradition of the city (laughs) right was I lying? Prepubescent peasant boys. <laughs> they collect the pigs. These have been listed by officials in China as part of the region's local intangible cultural heritage. Man, that seems a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the, our grossest episode yet. <laughs> Bed bugs, virgin boy eggs, <laughs> butt sex. <laughs> <laughs> 80 babies clown car vaginas 
It's an extravaganza of gross. It's a smorgasbord. That's so gross. Oh, Jesus. Uh, what do we got next here? Um, uh, we want to talk about Robbie Rotten dying. <sighs> got to give a shout out to that the number guy. one. Yep. Which he, is, it's, I saw, I saw somebody else actually make this comment, but it was this is in the end still a SpongeBob meme, meme because Schmitty Werber Jensen was number one. Oh yeah, now, it saw it. Yeah. <laughs> They put his face over it. Yeah. In the end, it's still a SpongeBob meme. But yeah, Stephen Carl Stephenson. Oh, sorry, Stephen Carl Stephenson. Well, you know, it wasn't a man that. after my own name. They had that "We Are Number One." Oh yeah, no, I know that yeah, was yeah. the whole song. <laughs> okay. But in the end, it it. Well, th- there was a ton. They were just applying him to every meme ever because yeah. he basically had like his entire existence resurged. I think that show had completely stopped airing. Uh, Lazy Town, by the way. Yeah, he was a the villain of Lazy Town. I actually have a beautiful image of exactly what his character looked like up right yeah, now. Yeah, and if you don't know who we're talking about, where the fuck have you been? What rock have you been on there? Get the fuck outside. Like, <laughs> and we're saying that as like a fucking like person. An indoor person, yeah. Yeah, an indoor person where you would only see this on the internet. Like, But he was, uh, he had a viral hit song that was just really easy for people to latch on and latch on to and edit twist to their own well um fiendish devices to get some some likes and some of those points but one of the cool things about it is that it started and then uh he became aware of it and it became like this thing uh like he was already diagnosed and they basically came out and said you know he was dying no well not dying it wasn't like the prognosis wasn't as such then it's cancer, though. It sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Like, it's such a fucking up-in-the-air thing. But uh, they were able to, like, raise money for his, like, treatment and stuff like that. Like, But even uh, throwing all that money yeah. at it isn't a guaranteed win. As we know from personal experience yep. and other experiences with, like, Total Biscuit and some other, and other folks, so... Um, but what I wanted to say was... Th- in that moment, like, they actually, like, got together. They did, like, this, um, uh, I think it was a live stream at first, but he was, like, talking about just, like, how amazing he thought it was. And uh, they got together with the original producer of the song, and it had already taken off of people, like, making these memes. So the producer of the song was, and the company that made the show it was just like, yeah, let's just release the stems of everything. So each individual element of the song can be modified yeah. and used to whatever they need. And that's so cool. And that's how it like got some like really, that's when it like started going into like out of the meme and into like meme in high art. You had like synth wave remixes that were like really well done, really well composed songs of we are number because one. they had all the assets yep and they could make it happen they could just How pick which ones they could it, just yeah. take the vocals out and do exactly what they needed to so so yeah pour one out for stefan carl, carl stephenson what a name <laughs> yeah i know a man after my own name he's coming for 43 what a young age all right that's too bad where are we at for time here? 
Yeah, we're at about 30 minutes. Uh, I want to do another. You had another news story, didn't you? I know we had another. Like, uh, pilot, my news story was one. is a little bit. Uh, how should I put this? It's a uh, it's a debate waiting to happen. It's that net neutrality throttling those firefighters ah, in California. Right. Verizon basically throttled, according to these firefighters, because I don't know the actual ins and outs of the story. There hasn't been a court case or anything yet, but the firefighters claimed that then while they were fighting the California wildfires, Verizon <coughs> throttled their service. So To the individuals, or did they have some sort of hotspot? The firefighter up? service, because okay. the firefighters get their cell phone and communication services through Verizon. They pay for an unlimited plan, and they start getting throttled. Mm. And I guess, I don't, I don't know if anyone got injured in the process, but there was definitely some extreme frustration, so much so that they're taking it to, uh, I think it was the California District Attorney. Well, that's... They're, that smells like one of those we're things. taking it to court. That smells like one of those, which is great. I fucking love that. But it smells like something where it wasn't an individual with their finger on the trigger. It was an automated system that just kicked in because now it's legal. They gave it the new rules. And it probably wasn't like a person that did it, you know? It's Doug, a result. It's like a Doug, lot of they the... They said this wouldn't happen. <laughs> right. Well, I know. I know. But that's that's what I'm saying. I'm not like defending it or anything, but like, you know, um it's like a lot of stuff that's coming out of um like YouTube and just the intricate things that people do to manipulate the stuff that's in place where um uh like even YouTube itself says we don't fully understand the way that the algorithm goes about certain things, which I could completely believe. But, um, yeah, it was probably just, like, an automated system and just got, like, over a fucking cap and then started throttling it, you know? But it's good that this is coming up. This paragraph right here. The fire count, the county fire district had no choice but to use other agencies' internet, rely on personal service devices to transfer data, and ultimately subscribe to a new, more expensive data plan as Verizon officials urged them to do so. Like, they didn't even cut them some slack. Just like, you're firefighters, you're out there fighting fire. <laughs> I don't know why, but that just made me laugh. <laughs> right? <laughs> you're out there fighting fires. Get a better data plan. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck, though? I mean, that affects Verizon, too. It's just like a fucking... Uh, it's a crazy destruction that just has doesn't necessarily have to be stopped it like has a purpose of just like you know wildfires happen but uh it's like destruction of property i'm sure verizon if they're like servicing an area is seeing some sort of disadvantage to the wildfire happening you know you have consumers out there that are probably subscribed to verizon that are getting absolutely fucked over by getting their you know they're a home and hearth completely destroyed and they have to worry about that shit i don't and that would take priority over like paying a bill or i to me it comes down to the whole like data caps thing that i just think are are bad but i don't think they're going to win this court case because looking through the article it sounds like they bought a plan it was for uh unlimited amount of data but at a certain point it was going to get throttled like 
Like kind of what I have on my phone, where it's like right. if I get past a certain amount of gigs, I'm gonna start getting like, throttled. Unlimited, but like there is obviously a limitation that uh, isn't necessarily defined up front. Yeah. Like uh, Google, uh, Linus Tech Tips did a fucking video where they were talking about how to back up their data. And they're just examining like the obvious plans, like uh, Glacier for Amazon. Um, and they just like did the math. Like the Glacier has like this calculation of how much it would cost you. And it ended up being like $3,000 a month or something like that. Jesus. So they just started like examining their options. And Google had this like unlimited plan where you could like split things up through like a couple users and uh, they wouldn't throttle your data until a certain point. Like they give you, they put it up front that you're, you're with this payment plan, you're going to get unlimited data. But they've run the numbers on Google's end. And made it so you basically get a data cap for transferring your data to them and basically make it infeasible for you to, like, abuse it. So if you have, like, something like 300 terabytes of data, you can only transfer, like, 750 gigabytes a day. And it takes you an extraordinary amount of time to actually transfer it. 100 years. So that's how they, like, get around it. That's that there's probably something in the contract like that or something stated where, you know, unlimited isn't actually unlimited. I mean, you can speak on that yourself. Uh, Google Fi. Yeah. I don't, I, well, I knowingly don't have an unlimited plan. Mm -hmm. I have a, a cap plan. Right. I spend X amount of gigs. And then after that, it's free. And then five gigs after that, it's throttled, which the first month I went over on purpose, being throttled is terrible. Right. Uh, the second month, didn't go over it, so I should get paid back what I didn't use. So that's pretty cool. And they gave me a, a credit, so I'm interested to see how this third bill will be. What did they give you the credit for? Uh, something with my phone, they gave me $150 credit. Hmm. Pretty juicy. But there's probably something that yeah, you know, raked about. Yeah, there's got to be something. Nothing's free. Yep. Uh, one more thing before we break. I want to take a look at this um, this Roger Stone story, if you could call that up. Roger Stone? Yeah. Uh, Roger Stone was one of the political advisors for the Trump campaign. And Trump has since, um, you know. Let him go? Yeah. But if you look at this picture, Stone retweeted this picture of the Trump administration before I think he realized that the swastika was on it. You see that? Oh, because, I thought he made this. No, like, I don't think he made it. Like, you think fucking Stone has... Um, the tech savvy? No, I think he was just like, had like one of those like old guy moments. Just like, oh, this is cool. Look at us. It's like our party and we're doing the Space Force thing. And there's a fucking swat stick on all the matches. <laughs> like whoever the artist was like snuck it by him and he retweeted it. But he immediately deleted it. I love his it. caption. I love this. Proud to be in this right? crew. But the only one, <laughs> but the only lies being told here are by the liberal scumbags. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like this is uh like he obviously didn't know 
that the fucking swastika was Roger on there because he's a dude. Um, uh, no, he's the guy in the other end. That's Roger Stone. That's him. Uh, there was that uh, documentary that went on uh, Netflix called Call Roger Stone. He's pretty much to blame for kind of like the lobbyist culture that we have in Washington nowadays. Um, I don't like that. Yeah, he's a fucking snake, man. Uh, but Some might say reptilian. No, I've, I've learned how to effectively stop that shit. <laughs> I, I need to shorten that one up. I love that fucking sample, though. Um, but yeah, like, the the guy's a fucking piece of shit. I don't think he actually knew that the SWAT sticker was on it. Because he fucking deleted it immediately. I wonder who told him how long it actually took him. Because he did go up and delete it. But that is definitely a gaffe. That is a political gaffe. If I've ever seen one, let's post a, like, a retweet, a picture of myself and just the entire like crony party that I have with like swastika patches on us. Just get them in those brown uniforms. All right. Uh, let's take a short break. It's a box, six inches by six inches by six inches, and it's full of suggestions. I don't think any of those dimensions are <laughs> accurate. It's, it's neither. Si- I know it's not six inches deep because you I got know. something to measure by, <laughs> uh, and uh, it's not full either. <laughs> the box used to be physical, but now it is digital. It is time for a suggestion box. Uh, I think I'll start off today, and this one's going to get me in trouble. <laughs> Zap. <laughs> um, oh, man, I'm all, like, scattered all over the place with, uh, with my right. Okay, so this one's called um, All-Female Cast Remake. So, <laughs> it sounds like a goddamn like family game night card that you pull out of <laughs> like I don't know apples to apples or cards against humanity or something. I don't even know. Now I don't know if it was like necessarily like a trend for a bit, but you know we had the Ghostbusters movie. Wasn't there something else that was done just like? I want to say there was a couple cop movies in there where it's just like police procedural remake of like that billy crystal movie and some other random hello you, you know yeah you know like i'd love the, to the see rush hour stuff all that like those buddy cop right. movies they used to have in the 90s i feel like they tried to remake those yeah, five or six times like with all melissa mccarthy cast. was in a few of them yeah. <laughs> uh most particularly ghostbusters but i i actually for one would love to see city slickers redone with a all female cast where it's just like city slickers like sit dude city slickers is a fucking great movie it's just a bunch of fucking people from new york who've never been out in the country they're depressed with their day jobs and they go on a fucking cattle drive oh okay and yeah it's a fucking great movie i would love to see that just like a bunch of female city slickers go out and fucking get their hands dirty crystal movie too. it's a fish out of water yeah that's why i thought of it 
the, yeah, Billy Crystal is the. All his movies yep. are great for the female remakes, I guess. <laughs> Let's just go down his list. I'm sure I can get like five or six off his IMDb. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's start. Let's start here let's because start I got another guy who I got another rung for this uh, all-female remake thing. Um, but like, dude, like the Ghostbusters, Running Scared was the movie I was thinking. Of. Okay, really I cool. don't know if I've seen it. It's I a should... buddy cop film. Uh, who's the other guy? I've seen him in stuff, but Gregory I don't Hines. know who he is. Okay, I love me some Billy, some eighties Billy Crystal movies, man. Uh, I think he slipped more into the a villain in this one. Is uh, he slipped more into a writer's role as he progressed? And uh, a lot of uh, you younger viewers who don't know the fuck Billy Crystal was, he was uh, Mike Lazowski <laughs> in uh, Monsters Inc. Yeah, which you should know. Yeah, everybody should know who Billy Crystal is. He's a fucking national treasure. Um, so, uh, Ghostbusters, classically, the female remake, went over like an absolute shit show. But it wasn't because it was a female remake. It was because it completely missed the tone of like the first one. It just relegated this dry humor, like an American dry humor. To this, uh, you know, dick and fart ectoplasm in every crack. That should be right up our alley after some of the stuff we've done. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I'm not saying we're, like, beyond that. But, like, Ghostbusters was, like, it's classically stated as it's funny because everybody in the movie is serious about what they're doing. And funny things come out of it. Um. So I was going to go a step further further, and let's do like all female remakes with a uh, historical events because there's You're like, on a historical kick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, well, the viewers didn't hear, hear the uh, other historical idea I had like off off break. But uh, this is all female cast remake of Battle of the Bulge. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every every like 15, 20 minutes there'd be a, why is this called the Battle of the Bulge? Joke? <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. It's why like, are they? Why do they call this the Battle of the Bulge again? <laughs> they're not. They're, and then there'd be a bunch of smoothbore jokes too, <laughs> about like I don't know smooth smoothbore cannons or something. Just, just emphasis on the dicks and the ab, in the absence of dicks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you call it Battle for the Bulge, because that's what the movie would be called. That would just be called the Bulge. <laughs> Yeah, and it would just be um, the the front line in a fucking speedo. <laughs> so you're, re- I was like thinking about this as just like, uh, like a, a not a comedy, but you took it to that. It was like, oh yeah, I was thinking comedy. <laughs> I was thinking the poster was just gonna be like, like a you dog, a, a pair of like really defined legs and then like combat boots and it would just be like battle of the bulge (laughs) (laughs) you know like spread open doing like the the like wide stance now there'd be like there'd be like a german uh oh a german soldier just like looking up like oh no i'm in for it now (laughs) i I was thinking oh we have to listen to the problems oh god (laughs) hey we all got them but um I, I was thinking more of just like, you know, all the ladies have to report for war. And it's like a serious thing. It's not even a movie. It's just like a rewrite of history. 
Yeah, I was thinking comedy, com- comedic movie. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That it kind of took uh, from the previous conversation. It took it someplace I wasn't even like thinking of. Uh, yeah, and I probably summer. watch it because I'm gonna go watch. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna watch that Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, Sherlock movie. Oh, I saw that fucking. Creep you don't want to see that. Yes, I do. It's been it's been long enough. It, might, it could be fun. Do you know what the first thing I thought of was when um, I saw that? I was like, obviously, Will Ferrell is Sherlock Holmes, and John C. Riley always seems to have to play his bitch. Yeah, he's second fiddle. How does John C. Riley feel about this? Is there going to be some sort of like resentment, like um, Bill Murray and Harold Ramis? For those who don't know, Bill Murray. And Harold Ramis were like a comedic duo. And uh, Harold Ramis was the writer. And uh, Bill Murray was like the comedic goods. And they had like a little bit of a, you know, Lovers falling quarrel out. that ended in Tragedy. never reconciling. No, they did reconcile. Like Harold Ramis was uh, dying. He had, Harold Ramis has since passed. Uh, but they, they reconciled before. They did. I thought he died. they didn't. They did. They didn't ever like make a movie again but uh it went beyond like uh ghostbusters and uh like chicago's second city yep. like there was like a bunch of sketch writing that got them both their start they did stripes together they did ghostbusters together and i think the last film that they did together was groundhog day and uh bill murray was kind of like resentful that uh they were like a duo or whatever you know they they worked really well they're our best pals. Uh, but yeah, I, um, that's what I'm. That's what I was gonna say. Like John C. Riley, one day is gonna be like, "Hey, uh, why why is gonna be a second fill? I want to be a, the big and shot." You know what Will Ferrell would do? <laughs> He'd point to Talladega Knights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like remember. I guess they already kind of addressed that. Yeah, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. John C. Riley. John C. Riley's still getting in recent history. I feel has gotten more stuff than Will Ferrell, but Will Ferrell doesn't care because he's got so much money stuffed down his pants. Well, I, I feel like the they, guy's sweating. He's right. got so much money. He's worth a lot of money, man. <laughs> yeah, like, I think it was like in the billions. I I am not even surprised. I'm sure he knows how to manage his money too pretty well. Apparently, like from everything I've heard, is just the nicest guy like not heading the clouds kind of dude with like all his success and shit like that which is good to hear that is good to hear i don't know how true it is because i feel like i feel like when you get that much money your head's in the clouds on some level well yeah but that's good to hear (laughs) like uh it's like some fucking late stage capitalism stuff like fucking elon musk tweeting oh it's the worst year of my fucking life (laughs) which it probably is but uh well actually i highly doubt that i I know john c Riley is still uh you know kicking it with the same old people he's still doing stuff with those boys tim and eric and i was gonna say around in diapers for them or whatever else i feel like um uh c riley seems like he was getting more of like the forefront recently because will ferrell had his big run before them and then like we're need it right now yeah where ferrell tapered off because i feel like he's doing that kind of um like strategic thing where he's not like you know like kevin hart is just in everything and he's probably gonna disappear for a while people were already complaining about it with will ferrell for a long time Mm -hmm. there they're just like this guy's in everything this isn't even funny anymore 
I don't want to. It was like you know the Adam Sandler thing, where it's just like I can't take any more Adam Sandler. Yeah, right. But secretly, you know that you could eat some more Adam Sandler and just get bloated. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I saw uh, him in that uh, David Spade movie where he's like an assassin or whatever. That movie was weird. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was. But it was be. weird. It was weird. Yeah. It was. I laughed at it a couple times through it though. I laugh more than a couple. Like it wasn't like as a whole a great movie. Like the conclude. Like once they had to wrap it up, it was like, oh, this is like kind of shit. But uh, like, did you watch the other? The framework was there for the funny bits that they had wrote. But as a whole, like, it come was, on, what do you want? Yeah, what do you want, people? But did you watch the other Happy Madison film that just came out? It's called uh, Dad Fight. It's between. It's got David Spade <laughs> in it. Here, let me bring. Really, it up. it's actually called Dad Fight. Uh, I think I got the name right. God damn it. Yeah, dad fight. That's our shit, man. Oh, it's called Father of the Year. I'm okay, sorry. Okay, okay, thank God. But David Spade's a drunk dad looking to get in a fist fight with his his son's other, his son's friend's dad. That sounds like a rewrite of Daddy's Home with fucking Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Daddy's Home too. Uh, yeah, I, as well. I think Daddy's Home might be a little better. Yeah, like it wasn't bad actually. Them too. Yeah. Uh, but, fucking but, Hannibal Burris is in it. Bill Burr yeah, is in was. it. That was a funny movie. I remember watching that and just being like, "That was an enjoyable, good time." Uh, but Father of the Year wasn't that bad. Actually, uh, could you open uh, in the Bugsy email? Could you open the blank, the one with no subject? I'm wondering if I sent this. Oh, oh, that has nothing to do with it. Yeah, that's uh, that's for later. Uh, I'm sorry. Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll go back to that later. Um, <laughs> uh, what I was um, going to mention is I did a face swap, swap with Bill Burr and Hannibal Burris. It's like a fucking abomination, like earlier this week. But I was trying to make like Bill did Burris. Did you just say Hannibal? I was. Did you switch their names around when you said that? Hannibal I swear to God, you said Hannibal Burr and Bill Burris. Yeah, that's what I was trying yeah, to make. Yeah, you were trying to make that. Yeah, okay. So, like, yeah, just, like, face swap them so it would be... horrifying? Bill Burris and Hannibal Burr. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrifying? Oh, yeah. Like, all those fucking face swap things are absolute horror. Speaking of daddies, yeah, what got, you got? I got some dad fights. I we got, got a dad fight this week. The first week. one I got, I got two of them actually, but we'll do Fit Dad. Hey, hey just uh, for those of you who don't know, Dad Fight is a um, like a March Madness style bracket where we pit two dad archetypes against each other. This isn't weekly either, it's just whenever we have it. And we uh, try to like create a theoretical fight based on their stereotypes and who would win. It's a, my dad could beat up your dad. So what do you got this week, Stefan? Fit dad versus overly medicated dad. Hmm. So overly medicated dad is maybe a coworker or somebody that you've seen that's just, it seems like they're on so much Xanax, they are just uh, in the maybe clouds Maybe not even Xanax, just like, oh, I gotta take my fucking blood, my yeah, blood pressure. They're on, they're on like a bunch of pills, you know, they take like a daily concoction that somebody has to preload for them at the beginning of every month. And, you know, they swallow back all these pills, but they feel no pain, but they're not, they don't have any other qualities really. Like they're not going to be able to out, they're not going to be able to outlast. This guy's not going to be able to outlast fit dad. He's just going to kind of be able to take all the hits. Whereas fit dad has stamina, power, 
speed, all those other things, because, you know, he's constantly working out, he's into his body, he eats well, he maintains himself really well, where overly medicated dad doesn't necessarily have all those features. What uh, I don't know how my mind went to this. So I'm going to go, like, fucking Dune with this one, where fucking medicated dad has some sort of access to the spice. <laughs> and there's just like some medication that he gets out or some sort of concoction of medication that uh does him some sort of advantage maybe not uh the it's just sleeper not, will awaken kind of I, like, I, i'm thinking he just can't feel anything because he's just so drugged oh, he's, up he's like that bond villain uh the guy with the bullet in his head yeah 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 exactly Except he, you know he's not really getting mad he's just kind of docile and isn't that guy Voldemort the same actor? I think that's the same actor. I Voldemort was Bender Dick Cumberbatch. No, Voldemort was not Benny Batch Cumberdick. Wimbledon tennis match. <laughs> um, yeah, it's that well, first there's guy. been about a hundred of first them. First guy, a hundred Voldemorts. Ugh. <laughs> 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 Uh, I don't even feel like that's a fucking fight, man. It's like, even though he can't feel pain, I still he's think... He's never going to keep up with it, Dad. Yeah, he's never going to keep up. Like, it, you, your heart will give out. Or maybe he just has one of those fucking, um... Those drug interactions where you could just, like, run forever. You don't even fucking feel it. Something like that. <laughs> just keeps going. I'm on... He's a fucking Energizer bunny. Maybe you could just run before Fit Dad's cardio. I feel like Fit Dad's kind of got it locked in. Yeah, I'm going to go with Fit Dad. Absolutely 100% Fit Dad. Uh, the guy that plays Voldemort does not play the villain in that 007 movie. He plays M in the new ones. Yeah. No, he plays M in the new ones, but he was also in a Brosnan age. One, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Not seeing that. Not seeing right, that. Uh, we'll go back to. Um, we'll come back to that later. But back to the reg regularly scheduled program. Oh shit. Okay, this is uh, called Baroque Back Mountain. This is a erotic fan fiction of Mel Gibson and the Patriot in the Revolutionary War because that's like the same era of uh, like the French Baroque era. So it's not um, Broke Bat; it's Baroque. Baroque, like the, yeah, the, the yeah, era, the, the classical style. So, um, what would be? the kind of sexual deviancy that would be going on. I feel like somebody would be getting done in, like, one of the fucking, like, stocks that they'd put in front of, like, the towns where, like, somebody was, like, shamed. You know what I mean? I feel like it would still be a very similar, <laughs> a very similar premise to the movie that it's being ripped off of. Except it would be like in, it would be in like a theater, like dressing room or something. For the whole thing? There's too many people, man. 
In the Baroque era? Yeah. Like in the theater, people just packed in there, man. That was No, like, I mean like that I mean like they'd be act, they'd both be actors and they'd be in love. Are you still going gay with it? Well, yeah. I feel like that would still be the no, I was just like do, going for like yeah, the like era. what kind of weird debauchery? Like stuff I, and... I was still like, uh, like, uh, like yeah, this could stocks. be like this could talking. be like Fifty Shades of Grey as well, like just like uh, or like Girl in the Dragon tattoo, just like this, this. Boy. I mean, I know what you want me to say. The dude sticks his dick in a guillotine and chops it <laughs> off, at the end. and the head just goes flying. And it lands, it lands, you know, it lands, and then it goes fin. <laughs> <laughs> played by and Sasha Barry Cohen would do a, that would be the end Sasha Barry Cohen would do the musical number and that would be his finisher I love Chris <laughs> and the fucking it would be like the ending of um of Birdman where uh, uh fucking Michael Keaton shoots himself for real <laughs> But it was That's planned to be a fan. <laughs> the guy actually cuts his dick off with a guillotine in front of everybody, and everyone's like, oh! they think it's fake, and they're like, bravo! Bravo! <laughs> yeah, he's doing some sort of play. Oh, this fucking episode on is the, gross. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is, our most, <laughs> this is our most vile one yet. But uh, it would be some sort of play on... He'd be doing a play, and he would be doing some sort of a operatic number on <laughs> the, the, the French Revolution. <laughs> what do you say? It would be Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson? Yeah, okay. he'd just go all red in the face and you'd like he'd be like put up against the chopping block and he'd be or or uh, he'd just be like his same character he does in the Patriot and he'd just be like, Oh yeah. They're like, I'll cut my own fucking pecker off and he's just like <laughs> Because he just went around like slitting throats with a hatchet in that movie. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, this is fucking vile, man. Oh, you got another one? <laughs> I have another dad fight. Oh, another one? All right. Hippie green feet peace dad versus lawyer dad. Oh, well... Lawyer Dad doesn't actually really want to get engaged in any combat for a possible assault charge, and Hippie Peace Dad... The thing is, Lawyer Dad knows what Hippie Peace Dad's up to. He's doing some drugs on the side. (laughs) Are you trying to say that Hippie Green Peace Dad's about to get arrested? (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't even show up to the fight? Yeah, he can't, and he automatically has the forfeit, because Lawyer Dad calls the fucking cops on him. He's like, I know somebody who has a little bit of, you know, LSD, 25, (laughs) in their uh, stash. Lawyer Dad's fighting dirty and planting evidence. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it's hippie Greenpeace, Dad. You really got. I mean, he doesn't have to, but I mean, lawyer Dad might be (laughs) sprinkling a little bit of crack on somebody. Uh, I'm gonna go with lawyer Dad on that one. I'm going with. I'm gonna go with lawyer Dad too. I feel like he just he gets touched, and next thing you know, like you know he. He maybe I saw this. He has witnesses. Yeah, he has witness <laughs> minions. He can fucking pull on his cue. 
to just fucking come out for him. And they just... You get you get arrested. Yeah. You touch him, you're done. Lawyer dad's OP, man. He's untouchable. He's blood-sucking. <laughs> a grilled dad will poison him with a burger. <laughs> <laughs> right? But that's another bracket for yeah, another that's day. that's another day. Um... Actually, Grill Dad might be screwed. Lawyer Dad might shut him down for not having the right permits. <laughs> <laughs> Lawyer Dad may be OP. Yeah, he's got, dude, he's got the fucking resource. He knows how to play the music that is the law. Fit Dad might stand a chance, though. Yeah, just Fit fucking... Dad's buttoned down by the book. And he's not uh, just stoned out of his gourd, and he can just like come over and be like, ding dong, <laughs> boof. <laughs> But uh, uh, should we combine the two brackets and like determine a winner between the two for advancement, or should we keep these brackets going? Let's keep it wide and long. Okay. Yeah. We need all the dads we can get. Yeah. We need right dads. in your own dads. Yeah. Right in your own dads. Uh, uh, right into either our YouTube. Just leave a comment in the video. Uh, that's Radio Loud on YouTube. You can find us on Twitter, Radio Loud Cast. And uh, Radio Loudcast at Gmail, if you want to email. Yeah, write them in. And Radio Loud we'll read on them. Facebook. <laughs> we're on it. Shockingly, <laughs> we're on it, yeah. Uh, this one is called uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatball Hailstrom Apocalypse. <laughs> so I- I'm feeling like it would be Cloudy with a chance of meatballs, but set in um, like the Viking Age, where they they don't even know what the fuck they're a just me- eating a meatballs good. a meatball is. They're just eating good. Well, they'd have to thaw them out first because it's a fucking it's a god it's a hailstorm apocalypse though. <laughs> like the meatballs, <laughs> it, it isn't good. Are they giant like they were in the book, or are they? Regular sized meatballs. I'm feeling like everywhere. even in that era, just like golf ball regular sized hail. It'd just be like a, a it'd start raining meatballs. I feel like it's just a hail storm. But it's meatballs. But it's meatballs. I feel like there'd be some eating going on. There'd be some, some serious issues, but I they, feel like there'd be some good eats coming out of the sky. They'd eat the meatballs and then uh, turn into Italians or something. <laughs> They just all start looking like Mario. Um, no, I'm thinking uh, they'd be like, oh, we've angered the old gods. It'd be after they became Christians, they converted, and then, like, that would make sense Loaded because... as has stricken us. R- Roman Catholicism has swept through, you know, Northern Europe. It's come to take the Vikings, and then they get hit with the... Uh, the meatball, the meatball, the meatball storm apocalypse. Of, the meatball storm of twelve fifty or whatever. To be honest, I um, I've never seen Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Doesn't he? Uh, read the book. I watched the movies. There, yeah, the movie is nothing to do with the book. The book has really cool artwork. So just some sort of like Willy Wonka scientist thing. In like the uh, in the movie, yeah, in the. In the book, not so much. The book is just like, oh, yeah, 
we have a coastal town. All right. And there's giant meatballs falling from the sky. How about this? We'll move it to a different area. We'll go to um, Moses and the plagues. And there's another plague. It's like before meatball has even been made. It's just a plague of meatballs in in the desert. Forget the, the ghost claiming the... Or forget the frogs. It's replaced with the meatball hailstorm. Here's some art from Claudia with a chance of meatballs. Uh, oh, they're fucking soft? Well, they're, they're, it's just food, basically, <laughs> raining from the sky. I think pancakes happened at some point. There uh, was I'm, I'm talking about, like... Just the meatballs. I'm talking about frozen, like, Walmart... Swedish meatballs. Or that ready-to-go yeah. meatballs. <laughs> In the desert... If there's no one in the desert to see, I feel me. like the Jews if would be there's, like, if there's eh, no- "Is it kosher? <laughs> uh, you know, I it's such like, a waste." But uh, you know, I feel like uh, if there's no one in the desert to see a meatball from fall from the <laughs> sky, it doesn't really does fall. It really fall? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you're or, not gonna eat them because it's you're gonna get sand in your mouth. Or they mouth. just complain. They'd thaw while they fall through the fucking like it's like a meteor coming, and it would just uh, thaw out and burn them and be like, I don't really can't eat this. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even kosher. All right, where are we at for time? Uh, let's take a break and then uh, do music. Yeet. Guess what? Stefan likes metal. I like metal. It's time for some smooth jazz reviews. Yeah. It's more metal this week. Uh, I actually am going to make a point to not pick metal next week. (laughs) I am too, though. Then I'll pick metal next week. Yeah, I'm not picking metal next week either. I I put you through a painful loop. Oh, this week is... Stephanie. <laughs> the nightmare Your juice. pick. Um, My pick was... You want, no, oh. I'm going to go first on you this You can go one. first. All right. Um, so my pick this week was a technical death metal band. I think that's what they're technically... That's what they're under. Yeah. Yep. And they're from Vancouver. Oh, they're Canadian. You know, British Columbia. They're right up my alley. Uh, it's Archspire is the band... Relentless Mutation is the album. And I feel like that was a really good name for the album, both for the style and for the concept. Now, going into this album, I picked it strictly because I was like grasping at some straws for something to review. Um, it, I'm going to say it is definitely the better out of their two releases. You checked out the other one, too? Yep. What's their other release? Uh, let me bring up the name real quick. Okay, I'm going to continue on with uh, mine. I, um, I'll generally try and go through something and just uh, wait till something catches my interest in sound alone. Um, or until somebody actually like goes out of their way to recommend their stuff. It was called The Lucid Collective. You got some uh, album artwork for both of these? It's It looks like a... F- Oh, it looks like Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Let's uh, bring up the album artwork for um, Relentless Relentless Mutation. Mutation. So, um, basically, the you said exactly what I thought when I 
started listening to it. It's like Death Clock. <laughs> it's technical sped Death Clock. Up. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like the the one you know the uh, the Batman death metal videos where it's just like he'd be like really pursed lips and they're yeah. just literally taking like death clock songs and doing an animation yeah. to it it's i'm just like literally picturing that death metal batman just like slamming his butt comically on stuff while he just goes kind of but it's he like, does this yeah he does this he does this machine gun kelly style delivery where it's yeah. just like which is very it's I was, very it's very impressive it's uh like death rap yeah. Uh, Carl, a uh, guy I used to work with in one of my previous projects, he would use that term a lot, death yeah. rap. It's, and uh, his execution wasn't necessarily like so you know, so skilled like this, but this what, this was skilled. But what it also it reminded me of the editing process of like actually going through something that is so rapid fire. This man, I know, is not able to take in that much air and spit that much fucking celibacy out that perfectly i just want to say on this topic was the rapid fire stuff it reminded me of like old new metal stuff for a little bit but it wasn't i'm not going to say it was all bad but it did over the course of like multiple listens lose its uh charm if you will for me i personally i liked it but uh it's because I wasn't necessarily like ref- I wasn't just focusing on like the delivery of the lyrics. It um, I'm I, there is a lot more to this album than just the the singing. That is for sure. Yeah, uh, the uh, songs like the lyrics are kind of like static in its style. It's all very rapid fire, machine gun style. Uh, but the um, the name of the album in the instrumentation of it, Relentless Mutation, I thought was very appropriate before I even looked into the um, subject matter, which I rarely do on these kinds of uh, albums because it's usually just like, guts, ghouls, morbid stuff, <laughs> which it's very much so this, but uh, it's not like delegated to that. There's yeah. actually some like world building to it. But uh, for just the instrumentation of it, uh, it, I felt like they did a lot of um, permutations of metal tropes that I've heard before, but it's not turned up to 11. It's turned up to like 12 or 13. It is just, it's, um, it's got all the things I love about fucking metal. It's got blast beats. It's got riffs. It's got um, just like drawn out... Uh, it was like opening up a canned one of those canned springy snakes, and it just goes yeah, like, and, brrr, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it like each little rung of it is like a different style. Yeah, but they're also doing like these interesting things where they're doing like permutations of themes that they set out, but they just do it so quick that you don't even realize that like certain things are potentially like related. Um, yeah, at least not, not at least on your first listen. That yeah, like yeah. It, it, so much shit just like flies by you. But I fucking love that. Like as a guitar player, uh, and just like a death metal, I'd say maybe at this point ex death metal aficionado and musician, that I I really appreciate the effort. It, it, was, it, it took to just pack all this. It was shit definitely in. it was definitely well put as a technical death metal album. That is for sure. So like it 
it just kept on going on as like these mutations, like one, uh, like maybe like a, a reiteration of something that they did, or just like a style that um, you have heard in another song. Like I swear to God, there is uh, in uh, what was the one that you like uh, the tumor, <sighs> relentless tumor seeker, or something like that. I actually have like a little um. Remote, remote tumor, tumor seeker. seeker yeah i was like that one's a banger i liked yeah. calamus will will animate animate and a dark horizontal was good too um with the remote tumor seeker song there is straight up a uh neoclassical progression yep i heard in a children of bodom song before the follows the exact same interval progression i'm not saying it's exactly the same but, but it's it's definitely neoclassical you can yeah. hear the it is you can hear it it is the same progression though it is exactly the same i'm not saying that they stole it it's just uh, children of Bodom got it from someplace else too you know yeah but it is literally the same fucking like natural progression and i was like oh man i used to listen to a song with that same progression over and over and over again years ago in the same genre it just clicked eventually it's like what do i call it no like it clicked today like i used to like really like this one song uh it was off of uh one of children of bodum's early albums i think it was something wild i'm i'd hate late children of bodum so bad so bad but the early stuff is just like this crazy crazy shreddy norwegian yeah. fucking fantasy ride Wow, <laughs> it's Blood just that Alexi Leo's fucking vocals. Yeah, seen them live. That was pretty fun. But um, now I haven't even gotten into like the meat of the analysis because I usually don't, particularly with metal, look into like the lyrical content because it's just all like. Bah, Ghouls and murder. spookies and murders yeah. and other dimensions and shooting through space or Apparently, whatever else th this one has a a world that it exists in through the entire album because um actually you so want it's like a concept album type thing where yeah i was like not expecting it because i looked i tried to look up some information on the band and the actual individuals behind it i was mostly looking up band history and they don't have much because yeah. they've only recently have been signed to Seasons of the Mist. So I was Although this album personally for them has done really well on multiple fronts. I think a big part of that has to do now being signed with Seasons of the Mist. They get a little bit of label push in the back mm -hmm. for support on certain news sites and stuff like that cuz without a label you're not getting the bill footed for some of those record spots. And stuff like that i don't know i have actually seen some like local sludge bands get some play on some music blogs like sometimes that's like what kind of pushes you in it's like what comes first well, i'm talking Chick like chicken to the egg I'm talking you know? like more specific sites but um so this album has this like theme about this uh what's called it, it's referred to as a black matter it's in the, uh, if you could call up the album art for this, it, there's this overarching story about two entities that are kind of nefarious. And maybe one might be uh, considered maybe like 
Lovecraftian in the um, aspect that it's just a thing doing what the thing does. And then there's a um, nefarious entity trying to study it. So, uh, yeah, that's a representation of the black matter that is referenced in all the songs. It's not really... It's not really said if it's um, like a spiritual thing or a biological thing. It alludes to both. But there's basically in the uh, the first song, it's uh, talking about a, I think it's called involuntary doppelganger, and yeah, the, that's the first one. The song talks about how this uh, cult came, and the subject of the song. Uh, became like a subject of this cult and what the cult did was they exposed him to this black matter and it's not really like presented like that in originally but basically this black matter has this effect on this person where he is still like sentient he like still kind of like recalls like his past experiences and like who he is but he's able to like essentially devour people and become them and he goes like through it's like a kind of like a tale about him like going throughout his days just devouring people and being Was able it like to become a venom them. symbiote or some shit yeah kind of but he's like able to like turn himself into like the flesh of other people and like present himself as such um and there's in the first song which i thought was a little peculiar because it didn't really like the tale didn't really give any like semblance of like time you could put this like in any like era but uh they refer to this um cult or not even a cult at this stage uh he talks about uh the tongues that he eventually speaks in only being decipherable by the a.u.m the a-u-m and it's never said exactly what the AUM is. And it kind of, like, when you have an abbreviation like that, like working in our kind of, like, corporate world, it has this, uh, like, corporation kind of ring to it. Yeah, because you abbreviate everything because it's faster to say than... Right. But it's it's later revealed that this is a cult uh, initially. Like, overarching, it is a cult. And they have laboratories and stuff where they are it's intentionally taking this like black liquid that they discovered uh, called the drip and they expose it to people and it has various degrees of like effects on people and a bunch of the songs are about different effects it has on its different subjects, subjects. now uh, particularly the um remote tumor seeker had this really interesting story because the the vocalist apparently wrote it about a real principle called split brain theory. Have you ever heard of this? Um, I hadn't either. And when I started digging into it, I was like, wow, this is... I was stuff. not expecting to go here today. So split brain theory is this thing where... It's been observed in a man who was having um, epileptic seizures. And what they decided to do, this is real life, they split the lobe in the brain that connects 
the two lobes or not the the they could, the little part in the middle that connects the two lobes so they can communicate and uh the surgery was a surgery was a success but they ran these tests on him and all these interesting questions about like how like the subconscious works started like popping up so they tested him they had him stare at a screen with a dot in the center of the screen they're just like stare at the dot and on the right side it would like flash a word and they'd be like what did that say and he'd be like uh pan and then they'd put a picture up and he'd be like a uh, frog and then they'd flash one on the left side and he'd be like i don't know and then they'd be like could you close your eyes now use your left hand to draw and he would draw what he saw it was like this principle where the the i i don't know if i'm getting this the hemisphere is correct for this but uh one side of the brain controls speech and uh like reading and pronunciation where the other one controls like visualizations uh visualizations and like uh drawing something like that but he was able to he wasn't able to he was able to look at it and see it but he couldn't say it but he could draw it with his eyes closed and it wasn't a good drawing either well yeah his eyes are closed so i'd assume it wouldn't be that great and he probably wasn't an artist in the first place but, but it was like one of the first things where they discovered that there was definitive proof that the two hemispheres of the brain function differently not just function differently but there's things going on where uh the conscious mind was not aware of it because he was not able to he he was fully conscious of it and he wasn't able to like comprehend the things that his hand would do but his body obviously Here's understood. A real question did the seizures stop yes oh good for him yes they did that that's why i said the surgery is a success so the split brain theory was put into this banger song <laughs> particular true it's oh, called yeah. remote tumor seeker where this uh aum entity they have a subject and it's specifically said like in one of their laboratories and they take this black matter and create a tumor in one of the lobes of the subject's brain and um it basically creates this like split brain thing where one side is the predator and the other side is the prey but the side that the the drip the tumor is taken over cannot recognize the other side because it's there's no communication between it so it drives him to this murderous state where he is looking he thinks that the other half of his brain is out there someplace and it drives him to fucking murder and, and murder and kill how decidedly in search <laughs> of his other half and he splits all of his victims heads open trying to find the other half, half of, of his brain. brain how incredibly death clock i know <laughs> but uh the thing that tipped me off to this being like a technological kind of like a maybe like a corporate kind of entity that's been intro infiltrated by a cult is that they specifically reference like this tracking camera where this is a victim of an experiment 
And there's him. there is a tracking device in him, and there's a camera in him, and they're observing him murdering. <laughs> this fool's got a GoPro on his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh my god, it just uh, ranges from uh, like pestilence and like a not necessarily like a zombie infection, but like a like an entity infection. Yeah. And that's like the overarching story. story. There's like a bunch of other chapters. I don't want to spoil it all, but it so all the, has so to the people do with can this. get deep into it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It it was a cool album. I my only gripe was the uh, some of the machine gun stuff. Although it was done well, the uh, you mean the literal song with the machine gun at the beginning of it? No, just like the <laughs> the lyrical delivery at some points. It like really sh- struck me back to some of the the rap metal like new metal days where it was just like boo, 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 boo. but that's the thing it's he like does it, so far removed from know, that you but know he does it really well but the novelty of it wears off wore off for me pretty quickly but all the instrumental all the instrumental and the song compositions were fucking phenomenal like the neoclassical riffs in there i'm glad you hit on that that stuff i was just like oh yeah i like that you know i'm a fucking 17th century girl my squirt my skirt's getting uh lifted (laughs) 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 oh too hot for castles castle maiden's gone wild yeah (laughs) i um honestly this is like the most rapidly i've probably taken to something new and kind of like added it to my repertoire and uh honestly i didn't really uh get in that deep into it until like a few listens in and it's not that hard of a listen because it's only a half hour long they pack so much shit yeah it's the sheer speed it's it's not it's not a a can of snakes it's a sardine can full of like 20 snakes (laughs) and you you pop that sucker open and it just keeps coming it's like the uh the clown and the, the handkerchief gag just keeps coming i feel like if you're turned off by the lyrics it would be nice to have like uh you know an instrumental version of it so you can just appreciate that wild ride because it's although just, there is plenty of things to appreciate there is a lot to appreciate just in the lyrics if you read them because you cannot understand them when they're being said first thing <laughs> for a lot of people yeah when i found this in the uh, youtube video that i initially listened to it on uh, the person said, I really like the part, first comment, top comment, was like, I really like the part where it's like, bugga, bugga, booga, booga, ooga, booga, boog. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, the, the fast delivery and stuff, but I, I'm glad that you felt the same way, that it was like a technical, technically way more spicy death clock. Right. I got that vibrato. I was like, oh. It's Death Clock with some chops. <laughs> All right. So let's you do the, go to the, something the, the nightmare juice? that is still metal, but drastically different. Yeah, drastically different. Drastically. It's nightmare juice. I'm getting that. It was nightmare juice for you. Yeah, my I, album was, I tried uh, to listen. To, like, I had to start it and then stop. My album was... Uh, and then start it again. And then stop. My album was Leviathan's Scar Sighted that came out in 2015 by multi-instrumentalist uh, Rest or Jeff Whitehead. He's been in 
a couple black metal projects like Krieg and I think he might have helped out with Knock Mysticism and some other bands. But Scar Sighted got my attention because when I first heard about uh, Rest or Jeff Whitehead, he was having some legal issues and it kind of all faded down a little bit. He like got legal issues with music or legal issues with fucked up shit he's already done. In the there was outside there life. was going to be a he was getting charged with some fucked up shit uh, that he had supposedly done. It got dropped as not guilty, and then he released this album, which got picked up by. I actually saw an article about it in Rolling Stone. The, this yeah, and in got, Rolling Stone yep, got some high marks. And I was okay. and, and I sat there and I was Must like Must have been something I missed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, it must have been because it's on it it's the ambient soundtrack of, of getting it's the soothing sounds of being flayed alive. Yeah. It and is a, house uh what's that house with the fucking uh upside down flayed guy in Game of Thrones? Bolton. House Bolton. <laughs> It is definitely getting dragged through uh, some levels of absolute extreme physical torture. It's like you're at the beginning of the dungeon, but and not at the beginning of it either. Like later on, there's just like there's some good ambient parts in it. Yeah, there's there's but a then there's of... some ambient parts where it's just a guy screaming down in the dungeon <laughs> that you've just been brought into. He's just like that's exactly how it is though and it's great to play at work (laughs) that's the thing you guys at work you can't wear headphones right yeah (laughs) it's i i I play it at work every once in a while just like this is agonizing torture (laughs) this is what you get for taking the headphones away (laughs) now everybody has to listen to my shit it's company policy (laughs) i do i do enjoy it though because it's fucking masochistic it's it's definitely a a tap in a a man's inner frustrations well what's the story then is there something behind an overarching story but not necessarily overarching story like that but is there it's like something that uh, drove this because it's a it's a multi-instrumentalist like you said right it's not it's not a band it's one man one man one man man now i would have figured my pick would have been a one-man band with all like the machine gun drums and shit like that it's not i would have figured this would have been like a full band no it's just one dude he's us he's us he's released multiple albums he just all does it by himself and even when he uh worked with some other bands he did multiple he did multiple of their instruments for the recording i think on creek he did bass guitars and drums not vocals now uh to something ridiculous like to that. shit on him a little bit then that kind of makes a little bit more sense because it's all so bad <laughs> <laughs> i mean if you like drone it's like a lot of things that are like not necessarily complicated and they drone on for a really long time and it makes you really really suffer through it <laughs> and i mean it and get raked across the coals why did you pick this album why why this album stuff it was a hard week i thought i'd share some (laughs) of my anguish do you uh you identify with this like let you 
bring out some of that that's angst definitely an anguish that's definitely an anguish releaser just of uh listening to somebody else be in pain, be in pain too yeah <laughs> i mean it, it definitely it definitely has like some great ambient parts and oh uh, yeah absolutely there's like a couple catchy riffs they're not fucking earth breaking or earth shattering or anything like that but it presents... i remember thinking that but i can't remember them <laughs> <laughs> but uh it definitely presents itself in the way that it's meant to be presented flayed alive yeah being flayed alive (laughs) (laughs) it's a goddamn man's journey through fucking rings of uh torture you know it's fucking dante's inferno yeah there's way more than fucking nine rings (laughs) yeah i mean it's an hour of rings yeah. yeah uh but there are some like really cool uh like I feel like tritone progressions. There's some like cool, um, clean ambiences that are like nice contrasts. And it's, I guess it's like a different kind of punishment than I'm used to because everybody who's listened to me say this before on a music review is I like punishment with reward and then more punishment as a format. And this it's, tons of punishment a slight ambient reward and then you realize i still have to continue going on this death march like uh it's more so punishment for me because like this is stuff that's it's it's so grating but so simple it's like the simple aspect of what makes something grating that they just draw out <laughs> like there's nothing for me to like dig into and think it's like oh they did like this kind of thing here there's like no complicated rhythms or anything like that for me to like kind to of grasp preoc- onto or preoccupy my mind with and with like analysis you are literally just being tortured <laughs> That that's how I felt because like I said, I had to start this and I was like, I can't fucking listen to this. I have to stop. And then I had to start it again and I was like, I can't fucking listen to this. I have to stop. Because I was you, at work. And it, I was like, I can't do this at fucking work. Did man. you enjoy the audio clip from I think it's Constantine where it's just like, Oh, he's already endured so much pain. I didn't gather that that's where that was from. Or something. It's like he's already endured so much pain. So much pain. Oh, at least he has hell to look forward to. Uh, I did remember like forming a thought earlier that there was some. Uh, uh, I did enjoy the chance. There was some just like, <laughs> and there was like some uh, uh, chance where the vocal style I would be described as the tonality of burping. <laughs> that it's like very low and toad-like and drawn out. Uh, like, you know, I do like some, like, monk chants and, like, some ohm kind of, like, tones in the ambient. That was cool. Like, uh, I kind of forgot about that. But I remember, like, thinking to myself earlier, that was cool. But then they directly contrast that with a man getting his skin <laughs> cut off with a scalpel. <laughs> like, that is the instrument somebody is playing. It's like, oh, let's peel this man's skin off like a banana and listen to him scream. <laughs> but I, there are some songs on there I do like, like Gardens Acropolite, which means gardens of fossilized poop. 
and <laughs> and within thrall those songs have those fun ambient parts and some like i said they're not complicated riffs but they're still enjoyable they're not for you memorable but as a different man folks, who went through different strokes yeah a man who i as a man who enjoy getting some anguish relief through song it was it's it's anguish relief it is I, a man being flayed alive and sometimes i'm just having such a bad day <laughs> that that's great i enjoy released like through other things um mainly masturbation but uh <laughs> i don't know listen to like somebody else just getting tortured at the other end of a fucking very long hallway <laughs> like honestly like some of the other heavier parts where it's like guitar playing and just like these it it's very droney through a lot of parts like that's the thing uh it's it's very much so drone like disguised in another genre but uh those parts were worse for me as a guitar player than i like i welcomed the sweet songs of a man getting his Scrooge, flesh yeah. ripped off when those parts came <laughs> Maybe I'll Chop that up, you fucking internet gurus. <laughs> we used to play music in the background so you couldn't couldn't make us seem like fucking masochistic psycho killers. <laughs> well, maybe I'll give you some good chanting for the next one. <laughs> some Gregorian chants. <laughs> I like that stuff. But then I'd have to do a metal pick. But just not in... Uh, no. We can't do metal next week. No metal. No metal. I agree. All right. All right. I but it, think... it was decidedly torturful for you. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, could you actually call up the um, that uh, comment? Because I want to do the addendum to the Igor. Oh, let me bring up Scar Sighted. No, actually, I have it uh, written. Let me bring up Scar Sighted's album cover here too. Yeah, let's. That's the this. other. Th that's another thing with uh, the artist that made this. This guy does. Uh, tattoos and art and he's also done some deck art for like anti-hero skateboards and some other companies come stay a while an interesting man you think that's what deckard's name came from was deck art yeah mm. Mm. where was this thing i had written down i wanted to do an addendum to um I think I actually wrote it in the uh, Bugsy account. I, I don't want to drag people along for like me digging through this for this information. I can get it real quick. Um, yeah, like I don't know, man. That was a challenge. So I knew week, it was going to be rough. So last week we, oh, uh, you talking about the Leviathan album? Yeah, yeah, I gave you a hard one there. <laughs> like for the first one, uh, last week we kind of like talk together where uh we were gonna instead of just like springing albums on each other and like having a strictly organic conversation we would at least like um use the advantage of our own unique views on music and like kind of like one per like each person has definitely see things differently yeah yeah but uh we appreciate the same things but we see them you know in different ways yeah. but uh we did a review of Igor last week, and uh, 
we decided to take on this new format because I enjoy looking at the history and now, stuff of the bands, and Doug's a more technically, musically side inclined, so... Yeah, I kind of tend to like look at the production of things, the instrumentation, the styles I see in it. Um, and he really enjoyed Igor last week, but he didn't necessarily know everything. There some was of the fun facts, which... Uh, <laughs> Another viewer actually posted on our video, which Doug wanted to add an amendum to such a great band for him. Uh, so the chicken was actually given an album credit. Its name was Patrick, and it uh, was given a solo and a song called Vegetable Soup from the previous <laughs> album, which I had seen like on the track listing, I just like uh, was so like oh, when I getting his, huh? <laughs> when I was making these things, it uh, you know music reviews was kind of like a, a classically was like a secondary thought because it was uh, originally Sean's idea, and uh, I was Rest just like <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I uh, I still feel like even if it was just like a late in the week thing, I was still like putting more into it. Uh, but I was picking artists that I knew more about then. Yeah. But uh, I started, like, like with these, going forward, I want to pick artists I know fucking nothing about. Yeah, find some new some new, new people, get some fresh takes on stuff. So, back to this Igor addendum. What I found really interesting about this thing was that this guy composed a sonata by throwing chicken feed on a keyboard and letting his chicken peck at it, and he used the notes that, like, not necessarily used it verbatim, but, like, what his chicken pecked at, he used those notes to kind of... Cons- to string the rest together. <laughs> yeah. And um, with, like, certain things, like, you can... Um, there's certain methods of, uh, like, production that you can use to just put something in a certain mode. I'm thinking that might have been what he did, to just make it... Uh, more like structurally cohesive instead of just like uh, a chicken to be like bong, boom, bong, boom, 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 boom. you can just um, like lay out a certain scale and that's all the notes you can hit essentially and you end up with something that's all like bam 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 because it just works within a certain scale I think that's what he did um, there's another band that I've actually uh, I'm gonna, I want to bring up later that I'm going to I listened to their stuff earlier this week and uh, it sounds very similar to one of the things that comes across in this Igor. But uh, w- the person who wrote in basically said this. Matt, Matt Manson. Yeah, Matt Manson. User. Matt Thank Manson. You so Thank much you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, he basically said if you are into like a more like structured style, they have it with like the same people, like a few of the same people. Uh, there is an operatic female singer that he works with, that he's done another project with. They've basically developed their own kind of language based around emotion. And emotion is... Is it the flaying screams of people trapped in a no, dungeon? No, no, it is... <laughs> I mean, if that, uh, you know, some people's torture is uh, another person's boner, but uh, <laughs> uh, it's, like, very operatic. Like, that could be torture to somebody else. I don't necessarily like opera, but in this, like, sense, I kind of do. This other album from this other band is much, much different. You can hear some of the similarities in the singing, but in the instrumentation, it's, it's like... Vastly uh, different. Vastly different. 
vastly different. What else we got in here? Um, oh, Patrick the chicken has since passed away. Oh yeah, yeah. Patrick which is very the unfortunate. Has passed away. Which is very unfortunate because I'm sure it was a big part of the Igor, the Ibor, the I mean, Igor Club. Ibor, Iborg, I, Igor, Igor Club. All right, man. It's always hard to lose a pet, especially one that helps you create something like this wonderful as, chicken. As brilliant as this piece of sludge right behind you. <laughs> Let you move a little <laughs> bit over for uh, our boy. Let's get a nice little shot of him. Somebody actually said, like, how much of the podcast has to deal with this cat? Because I use the cat because people love cat pictures yeah. on Facebook. To Are we talking about cats? <laughs> get them. Get your cat spayed and neutered. Don't get your cats declawed. Keep love litter, them every day. Yeah, keep the litter box clean and the bowl full. I mean, not that full because <laughs> this one will just eat until it yeah. explodes. All right, it is time to go. I bid you good fucking day. Enjoy the flayed screams of people trapped in a dungeon. <laughs>